Oh, really? Oh, wow. See, Helen Hunt holds up, though. Yeah. Uh, until you zoom in. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She could be saying wow. that about you. Yeah, but that's what everyone's going to say about us. Just found uh, our you looked really good until 4K came about. Just found I know that, our cold uh... open. <laughs> Welcome to episode 18 of the Disaster Dads. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are excited to have you join us on this uh, glorious episode where we get to review the 1996 masterpiece, Twister. It's an excellent, excellent, excellent movie. If you haven't watched it, recommend you buy it because it's worth the purchase. It's worth the purchase. So with me tonight, I've got uh, Disaster Rob, Joe, Dan, and Frank. And we are, you know... Um, We've been talking about it before we even started taping, so we're just really going to get started with it. But we wanted to start in and have a Twister review episode because uh, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. You know, we we well, loved you. Well, first we wanted to do it because it's a fucking awesome movie. Well, that too. Yes. There's a lot of people who don't think that, by the way. Which I it don't is, get. I don't get it either. IMDb has this rated at 6.3 out of 10. What? And Rotten Tomatoes had it like... like Whatever, whatever their scale is, it's not fresh. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but before we begin, should we read the two sentence synopsis that IMDb put out? Because there may be people who have never seen or heard of this film. If you figure, if we have listeners that are like under thirty years of age, they totally missed 1996. And for those listeners that found us, thank you. We appreciate you for uh, getting this episode. That's great. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Joe, yeah, go ahead and read us the, uh, right. the IMDb on this. If you haven't heard of Twister, this is it. Bill and Joe Harding, advanced storm chasers on the brink of divorce, must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of extremely violent tornadoes, period. Full stop. That's it. Well, you, you have know, to decide whether or not you want to watch this movie based on uh, a divorce, a weather alert system, and dangerous tornadoes. Well, you had me at divorce right there. Yeah, it's like a, the opposite of a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then if you watch the trailer, the trailer is like, don't if you have epilepsy, don't watch the trailer. Because <laughs> it, it, it goes totally black and then cuts in, goes totally black and then cuts in. I mean, it's not even part of... Any of the up, any of the movie, it's just a, a made-up thing. I thought my computer was having issues. It just kept fading in and out, in and out, in and out. So, um, uh, they don't do a good job of selling it, but it is definitely worth. It's definitely worth a watch. So this came out in 1996. Um, you know, the the late 90s were a good heyday of disaster movies. You know, it was a good time to catch on things, but this is. About- I actually, I was going to say, I actually saw this. Speaking of heyday, as a double feature with Independence Day in nice. a drive-in. Wow, nice. In a drive-in. Oh, that's solid. which, yeah, and of course, I was like 14 years old and didn't know what I was about to see, and to see the, uh, we can jump ahead in the plot, I guess. The see- the scene that takes place in a drive-in that's demolished by a tornado while you're sitting in a drive-in 
was actually pretty meta. horrifying. That yeah, it was pretty meta and pretty horrifying at the same time. By the way, quick segue about that drive-in scene. Yeah. I was so tired after doing a full day of yard work while monitoring two toddlers <laughs> that when they cut to that scene at the drive-in, I was like, what the hell, man? I thought we had Twister, and now fucking Apple TV's got it all screwed up, and we got, what was it, Psycho? Psycho, uh, yeah. No, uh, the oh, shiny. yeah. The Shining. The Shining. The Shining. Thank you. Yeah, The Shining. I was like, yeah. I was like, what's this bullshit? And and then two seconds later, I was like, oh, never mind. No, I thought something happened, too. I'm like, crap. Like, did I press a button somewhere? Why am I watching The Shining all of a sudden? And why here? Like, where did this come in? I really thought I'd screwed something up. Right. For, so, A, I have questions like, why did they get The Shining in there? Like, did they have the rights to that? Someone's like, you know, I can Of course I can they have the rights to it. Well, yeah. ha- hang on. There, there is trivia to that where it had something to do with that this film was made both in conjunction with Warner and Universal. So that's how they got rights to... No. The Shining and um, and Psycho. Somehow Psycho was in there, but it wasn't. It was a quick blip. So in the drive-in. Interestingly, and I've got some goofs here. One of the goofs is in the Shining scene. That there's the first scene when he's in the hallway with the two girls, and then five minutes later in Twister, it's where Jack is breaking down the door with an axe. Yeah. In the in the actual movie of The Shining, those yeah. two scenes take place like an hour apart. Yeah, but right. in Twister, in Twister, they were like within like just a few minutes of one another. Well, you know, got a little, mo- got to get a little it movie was, magic. It was the drive-in of Shining. We all know that that was out there. Yeah. No. No, I thought I, I, that threw me off a little bit. Uh, also, random side tidbit that came up uh, in one of the extras that I was looking at. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy was one of the producers in this, and she's the one that's now in charge of all the Star Wars stuff. She's done everything. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's done a bit of everything. I think that's kind of cool. She has like well, one of the best careers in Hollywood of all time. Yeah. And the guy that directed this one got to direct this one because he directed Speed. So he got to direct Twister. Like we should do. He got to direct Twister because he did such a good job with Speed. So that just helps lay out for you. But we've skipped well, it, we've skipped way if, far if, ahead. Well, hang on. We, we're, before we get too far ahead, if we're jumping into this person did this and the connections of cast members, the, the Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Dusty, yeah, which was I mean he did an amazing job as it was. He did. Garth Brooks turned down the role, so you oh, could have yeah? had Garth Brooks in there. Really? Would have done which that would have changed the soundtrack completely. <laughs> yeah, because this had a pretty good soundtrack um, as it is. Van Halen, Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, yeah, but half, half this sa- the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, half this Mother's soundtrack child. you hear in the first five minutes, we're in that camp. They play four songs, and that's <laughs> it. That's yeah. That weird montage where they're all driving down the road. So the only thing that I could think about with the Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, part was that if they remade the movie today, there's no doubt that T.J. Miller would play that part. Oh, good call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty spot on. That is really good. Yeah. Right, I'm so, sorry, T.J. Miller. No idea. Don't oh. worry, Joe. Once you, once you start getting sleep again, you can catch up on stuff. Yeah, you can. You, yeah, just, no, just, I'm I'm looking at what movies he's been in. I haven't seen in Silicon Valley. But yeah, don't, don't, don't Google it between two and four. You're not going to help yourself by by doing this <laughs> now. Yeah, I know. Um, but hold on, before we go any further, the cast in this film, like. I think half these people were nobodies in 1996, and yeah. a lot of them still are relatively. Uh, right. 
challenge flag on the play no 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 but no but what i'm about to say is like all right and i'm gonna pull a couple names here that i'm like i'm not familiar with these names but when i think about what these people were in so abraham ben ruby the guy who played jerry for the entire run of er was in this movie um patrick patrick fishler played uh jimmy barrett on mad men if any of you watch mad men i don't even know if any of you did watch mad men um and the the big pool, Jeremy Davies played Cur- uh, Corporal Upham in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Which uh, was uh, pretty a pretty decent role. And then he was Daniel Faraday on Lost. So I thought uh, a couple of those cast members who were like be like not not front and center, but um, it went on to do some pretty decent roles. Now there was well, now, quite a few all, of those that were like well, whatever. Oh, Cameron, that person, that Cameron person from Ferris Bueller's Day Off was like. A key player on this game in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I got some things Jamie on him. Gertz, we'll get into that. Jamie Gertz was a straight up star. Paxton, what was Paxton coming off on this? Had he already had he already done Tombstone? No, that was after this, right? Um. Um. I got no idea. Yeah, Tombstone no. and Apollo 13 were after this, I think. No, Apollo 13 was 95. Okay. So he was coming off Apollo 13. And then before that, a couple of movies I've never heard of. He was in True Lies. Tombstone was 93. Okay. Yeah, that was 93. Um, I mean, oh, he was in Navy Seals, which is a great movie. Wow, yeah. That is a horrible movie and a great movie at the same time. Yes, I know. (laughs) That's the terrible Uh, movie you have to keep watching when you find it on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I have it on DVD if any of you guys want to borrow it. Even better. Oh, my God. Well, we all know Ben Ruby was in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. I can't believe none of you guys mentioned that one. Deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. And he, here's your. Did you have that on laser disc, Rob? <laughs> no, I think I have the uh, three di- three tape VHS uh, box set. <laughs> and the other character, Joey Slotnick, creatively his character was name was Joey, was on a show a couple years ago called Misguided with Judy Greer. Who's who's in Archer? So there's your Archer two degree connection. Nice. That is a deep cut. Those are those are ones that um, most of us yeah. don't get. And probably some of All our right, listeners so, don't. So get. now that we're through parts of the cast, other than the big <laughs> names, let's actually get into this movie. So the movie so the, starts the whole- with with Helen Hunt losing her family because her dad or losing her dad because he decides not to let go of the door. And yeah. Can we talk? So he's like, <laughs> all right, hang on, hang on. I can't hold it. Let go of the goddamn door. So, wow. so like just to set the scene, 90s, every nineties movie starts with a flashback of the main character's little kid, which is where we're at. Yeah. Starts in June, 1969 where the young, Jill Harding is getting rushed by her parents to the tornado shelter in the field. That's like 600 yards from the house. Oh my god! Yeah, so far run from it. the house. I know. <laughs> is this standard with with tornado shelters in in uh, if if in anyone Oklahoma? from Oklahoma is listening, please let us know if that's standard procedure to have your tornado shelter that far from the house. Yeah, no. Now, just a fact before we go any any further. Um, filming was delayed in 1995 because of the bombing of the Murrah Federal Building, and much of the cast went to help with uh, recovery efforts. Uh, All right, get off the Amazon.com trivia yeah. page, Frank. <laughs> Close IMDb. I, I saw that the other day. 
So, so we've got the flashback. We're in the shelter, and as they said, Dad's holding on to the door. And he says he can't hold on any longer. And but what happens he, from there? But he does hold on longer. He holds on to the door as it takes him off. Completely yeah. up the funnel of the F5 tornado. Yeah. Right. And the mother and daughter aren't even touched. Like, yeah. the wind doesn't even get in there. Nothing yeah. gets but, in there. No but, debris. But you could argue that, that he, by holding the door, saved them because he held on for so long. The door would have been ripped off much sooner, and they they very well could have been sucked into the tornado as well That's if he hadn't point. held the door. I, I don't, I don't see that. Hodor! Hodor! <laughs> nice. Well done. All, all I got out of that was she now has a vengeance against a tornado, and I had this the look she get, the look she has when she's looking through the porthole and she sees the tornado. Yeah. I, I all of a sudden I just went to Donald Southern and Backdraft where he's talking yes. to you. Did it look at you? Did the monster look at you? That's that's all I thought of. Also, these tornadoes have very creepy sounds with them, like it sounds like yeah. someone has just got a microphone and is like making screaming noises. Let's see if Frank still has IMDb open and is going to pull the uh, the fact on that. Yeah, which animal did they use to make the noise, Frank? <laughs> I don't have IMDb open. <laughs> it, it, it was a camel. What? Nice. Was it? Really? Yeah. They slowed down a, a camel roar. So here was my thinking, though, but but actually to actually talk about this movie seriously for a second, just for one second. No. So now that we're before we do the deep dive on the camel noises, uh, (laughs) (coughs) which was so they set up the whole like so she's obsessed with tornadoes because one killed her dad thing. But then they also have this like very strong like. uh, competition between um, um, Prince Valiant and uh, <laughs> Bill Paxton and <laughs> Helen Hunt uh, because he took corporate sponsorship, like, God forbid. And by the way, his corporate sponsorship got him three minivans. That's all that it got. Uh, and, and, the, and the big GMC RV. Yeah. Well, and the, and yeah, it got him one yeah. truck and three uh, minivans. To drive down and, and Oklahoma Prince- dirt roads, um, but so, uh, but like, who cares? Well, he he wasn't in the minivan though. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, he got a tri- he got a tricked out suburban and some henchmen in the minivans. Yeah. And by Prince Valiant, let's get right to the name. It was the epic Carrie Elways. Now, yes. my only fault with him in this movie was he couldn't hold an accent. He was dropping in and out of. I don't know how many different Midwestern oh, and Southern accents. It was killing me. He was all over the map. He was. Um, so, Sorry, but, but Wesley, I should have said. Sorry. Yeah. What? It should his he in Princess Bride? He was Wesley. As yeah. you wish. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, so to the corporate sponsorship, you know, he's got all the technology, and they're the rough and comers who cobbling things together driving their station wagon and whatever camper is being held on with bungee cords to that truck because every time one of that that truck makes a corner that camper rocks like 50 degrees outside of the corner of the truck and then back in but how more trucks didn't flip yeah just on driving alone forget a tornado is 
something to be said. They had they had epic driving skills, but there yeah. was a there was a scene just after the 1969 tornado thing where they flash to present day and they have this uh, highly accurate uh, satellite shot of yeah something. You know, it's something done in Photoshop '92 to uh, show the satellite. Did you guys notice the cat lady is like the main person in the weather center? Like they zoom in on her as she's getting all upset that today is going to be a long day and she's got her coffee. There are like 32 pictures of cats around her TV screen or her computer screen. And I think there was a cat on her mug as well. I'm just saying, cat lady is the one in charge of all of the. Uh, yeah, oh, I didn't by even the way, like, weather. when she was like, oh, this is going to be a bunch of deadly tornadoes. What a yeah. horribly long day. I was like, why don't you go kill yourself, lady? Like, yeah. what a horrible, like... Oh, this is the worst tornado outbreak in 50 years. This is going to suck today. I'm going to miss... Yeah, so they show that... I'm going to miss Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say something, Rob? So they showed all the satellite and the... Yeah, I'm about to. So they're showing satellite imagery... You know, they show the, the satellite actually in space. Then they go to the storm center. Yet it's still going to take the entire movie to set these canisters full of sensors up into the tornado. Yeah. Did to, I miss something? No, we're going to paraphrase you because I think you stepped outside of your Wi-Fi for just a little half a second there. Uh, did I? D- yeah, you're... Maybe, just you're, a little bit. Uh, yeah. But no, you're, you're I, right. I it takes them. It takes them the whole the whole movie to figure out how to get these canisters to go into the. Spoiler alert: the whole purpose of the movie is the rough and tumble team and the corporate sponsor team are just trying to drop these trash cans full of uh, uh, Christmas bulbs that get sucked into the sucked into the tornado to give them data. They couldn't figure out how to do that. They sacrificed multiple trucks. And then, I mean, they could have done it within the first 10 minutes when they crashed the truck into the bridge because the tornado came right over top of it. All they had to do was flick a switch and they could have let the balls go. I mean, come on. But they were too light. They were were too light. I had forgotten how the, I remember parts of the ending, but I couldn't remember all of it. I thought there was going to be a whole thing where, I thought that there was going to be a whole thing where because the Dorothy had these circular sensors... And the dot three had the square had sensors. The square sensors that makes it. That was going to be a thing. Nope. Nope. Doesn't matter. Not a factor. Well, you just, can also you can also tell that. Why not just the make them exactly be dragged out. the same? Because then there's, exactly there's copyright the infringement between the corporate and the rough and tumble team. But like, and, and you could but, tell but in if, the middle. If he stole the design, why didn't he just like have them steal? Like that way, it's like it's a race to see who's because they set up the whole thing that oh he doesn't have any instincts. Like, why not make it a thing where? Because he's a smart. It's about who gets to the storm first? He's smart. He knows to change the design just enough so that it doesn't look like he's stealing the design. Unlike the I mean, Russians when they made a space shuttle look just, just like the that, space shuttle. That's not how I would have done it. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and if they had made it a race, then we wouldn't have had that awesome scene where that uh, radio antenna ends up going through his chest. Sorry. I mean, yeah, that's true. That was that was pretty good at the end. Like I mean, and plus at the beginning you can tell this is going to be dragged out because they say they have four of these 
True. cylinder Dorothy's. things called Dorothy. So you know that it was the first three were going to get destroyed somehow. Yeah, they had three too many. They could have had it taken care of in the first two minutes when they crashed. Yeah, the- when they said we've we've only got four, I was like, oh, this movie's too long. <laughs> it actually is too long. It's it like too close long, to two yeah. hours. I was like, oh my god. The whole like, hey, let's go eat stupid big steaks at Auntie's house. Cut. Totally unnecessary. Except for the part. That's where Frank thinks that he saw uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Spoiler alert. I, I Rob still Schneider think that's. I still movie. think that's him in there. How? Listen, How do you even? There's no. There's no way, Frank. What? Listen to the voice. God. Listen to no, his voice. even listen to the voice. They don't. That guy could have been Did doing. Gary responding. That he could have been <laughs> a copier guy. Hey, Bill Paxton chasing tornadoes. <laughs> Trying to get some data, and it still wouldn't be Rob Schneider. Did did Corey Yules respond to your tweet? Uh, no, Corey 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 did not respond to my tweet. <laughs> What's his or name? Carrie. Carrie. Carrie Yules. Well, did Carrie Yules? Corey Yules. I'm Is that sure Twitter there's somebody Yules friend of the pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Long time listener. <laughs> don't don't appropriate something else. That belongs to a different podcast. Joe, oh, God, Joe, <laughs> go to bed, Joe. <laughs> Joe has a newborn, so we're not going to shit on him too much. Just a little. Since bit. when? If I went to bed, then you'd really shit on me. Well, yeah. True. You did Must listen to the last to episode when you weren't there, right? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I did. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, no, so apparently he has not responded to the tweet yet, so we don't have any uh, verification from anyone involved in the production that, you know, it wasn't Rob Schneider, but anyone listening to it or watching it can pretty much tell this is not Rob Schneider. Pretty much Schneider. anybody who has ever seen this movie for a five-minute clip, except for Frank, knows that wasn't Rob Schneider. <laughs> But, but whatever version you got, Frank, maybe maybe you got a weird bootleg. I don't know. Yeah, did you watch the Chinese version? <laughs> if that's you what I've seen, the version that Rob yes. Schneider personally cut. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't a Deuce Bigelow cover of Twister or something? Deuce Twister. Pretty uh, positive. No, Deuce Twister's <laughs> after you have too much Chinese food. <laughs> Sorry. Step too far. But no, so. No. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was kind of a long movie, but I I mean I didn't think it was that bad. Um, you know, I did uh, I did think that the scene where they're having the having the dinner and talking about the herd of cattle that weren't there anymore and they're slapping big steaks down, I didn't I didn't quite uh, get it. Buttering them. <laughs> I had no problem with that breakfast, steak and eggs. That that I was did, amazing. Nope, that, that did that did. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have that have kind no of meal. Problem, I have no problem with that as a meal <clears throat> in and of itself, but it had no, it played no purpose in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was like there were two storylines that they couldn't decide which to do. It was either that Helen Hunt is obsessed and driven because the tornado ate her dad, or the like the rivalry between the two teams. The two teams. And they basically were just like, let's just do both. Well, I think that scene played into the whole story of that. That scene played into the whole story of uh, of 
Jonah, uh, not Jonas, um, Bill and Joe, um, in their whole marriage. Yeah. No, I mean, I, there's I a get, million other ways you could have done that. There's a there was deeper meaning to it. Who's uh, who's uh, Bill's new girl's name? Melissa. Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. I didn't quite. She was she was an odd man out in the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I, I know that was what wow, her character was supposed. To. Hot take: the psychiatrist didn't fit in. Yeah. What? I I know that that was her that was the purpose that she was there for. But it was, you know, I was just kind of she in the back while they're driving, talking to some guy on a cell phone about, you know, he can't reproduce. I, I yeah, I only thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. The whole, yeah, like, yeah, the whole the whole thing where she's trying to have a conversation as they're chasing a tornado and that's, you know, everything. Yeah, the, the like runner that she has to have uh, like these random client calls yeah. during uh, during the whole thing. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But her only push for her character was in the beginning to get the divorce paper signed, which spoiler they never were, and then part way through. Well, they were she, except for one page. Right. A new page. Yeah. Which in that case they weren't fully signed. Yeah. Okay. So. And then again, spoiler: when she sees that she can't compete with Helen Hunt, which you know in the '90s, not many people guys, could. Guys, we're talking about the movie. We need to stop saying spoiler. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. I thought that was our thing tonight. Oh, uh, that's our thing every night. But so, yeah. So we missed a little bit in the middle there, where the drive around, they crash under the bridge, car flips, and then they go. Have well, lunch. while they're under the so, bridge, while they're while they're under the bridge, they're holding onto the bridge supports as the tornado goes right over the bridge. Takes the truck, takes a tractor, and takes the entire decking off the bridge, but doesn't touch them. Yeah. No, and they're they're looking at the tornado with their eyes wide open. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no debris no. coming in their direction at all. Nothing. No. They're good. And, and, and all they, they say is, was, wow, was that, that the storm off. where they drove past the cow, or was that a later storm? That was, that was a, a later storm. storm. Later storm. That was cow. the one with Spoiler the, alert. That was the one with the, the iconic uh, cow. That that was the one with the drunken. What did they call him? The uh, the drunken sisters because it the, was like three yeah. tornadoes that had no path and the cow goes by and then the cow goes by again now were those water spouts or were those tornadoes i honestly don't know what is the water spout they just because it's in water but i mean it lands it touches down in water right yeah yeah i'm pretty or sure it, like it was formed in water right no. yeah well, like Lake, it, like I grew up near Lake Erie, and there are always water spouts every summer on Lake Erie. It's a thing. Like, is that just so, a lake tornado? Then I don't know. I don't know anything yeah, I about. It's, I think it's I don't a tornado even, that you know, forms and drops on water. I yes. think. we're gonna have to look into that. You think we'd, yes. we'd be prepared to to talk about that? Well, no, I yeah. honestly, I hadn't really well, thought about that. Listeners, if you know anything about the difference between tornadoes and water spouts, hit us up on our Facebook page. Facebook. At disaster oh god, we all Twitter have phones with us. Dance. We could just figure this out. No, and then also write an I, write a review on iTunes. Yes, thank you. Uh, have you done that yet, Dan? <gasps> no, of course not. <laughs> I'm I'm not into self promotion. Oh come on, should be. It's good for the soul. But we can uh, we can find somebody who knows something about water spouts when we actually talk about tornadoes in a serious way, right. which we have yet to do. We'll get there eventually. 
But so, so yeah, no. So that was okay. The, here you go. Here you go. A water spout is a column of air rotating that forms over water. There are two main types of water spouts: a tornadic water spout and a fair weather water spout. A water spout becomes a tornado once it reaches land. These water spouts generally form in fair weather over warm ocean temperatures. So is this like the difference between magma and are you, lava? Are you, are you reading a Wikipedia? No. No? Okay. I, National we- NOAA, Ocean Service, tornadic water spouts or tornadoes. That Did you go to the water, same period. website that um, Taya Leone went to to find out about the extinction level events? <laughs> That's got to be a Frank That's got, Is yeah. that the same one? I went to the NOAA site. That entire paragraph <laughs> that Frank read was in one sentence. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyways, it spins their car around. I just thought that it was like, would my truck really just spin around? Probably not. I mean, depends on how big your truck is. Like my Civic, my Civic would get sucked into the lake, but a truck, meh. Does the tornado know that my truck's only got liability on it, so it's not going to damage it? Yeah, right. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing came up. What the? That was dumb. That, that was an odd way to go. Let me borrow your truck. I know we're good for it. Yeah. No, that was. There were a lot of little weird inconsistencies. Can we take on. a moment for everyone who ever had to ride the seat on the ambulance as the navigator? <laughs> they were constantly <laughs> using paper maps. I loved yeah. that. Yes. That was awesome. I love that oh, they just uh, had one vehicle assigned to just figuring out their routes. Well, it was nice. We, we had one of those, too. It was called the medic unit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the ambulance would just follow the medic unit. We were fine, yep. except when we weren't. Yeah. You can always turn around. No one's going to question it. But yeah, no, the paper maps. Don't fold it here. There's a big crease through Kansas. Why did you do that? Always roll the maps. Roll the maps. That I felt a kindred to him, to Alan Ruck's character, just because that's what my brother and I did for road family road trips on vacation. We we were a map boy. My dad would hand us a map. That's how we learned how to read a map and figure out where we were going. But yeah, the entire RV size thing for that. That was. I'm okay with that. Can we really just start calling you Map Boy? Is that okay? No. No, Disaster Map Boy? Nope. Right nope. that one down. Nope. Going in the show notes. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Negative. And then at one point when they just turn off, he's like, I don't know where they are. That's Bob's Road. So it, we'll just call that Bob's <laughs> right. Road. There's no Bob around. It was Bill that was on it. It should have been Bill's Road. That's what I say. Uh, yeah, but that, that, le- that led to the, the best quote that he had the whole movie. That may be the best quote out of the movie. What was it? Ra- Rabbit is wise. Rabbit is good. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yes. I thought the best line out of the movie was, she didn't marry you for your penis. <laughs> that was uh, a good line, too. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. We'll go with that. And I love how she's got the cell phone, but then in another vehicle, they've got the actual, like, uh, mobile phone like it's attached to the truck so they've oh, got the, some the actual that, car phone yeah the car phone and then they've got someone well then they were all attached with like headsets and microphones and all the, i mean there's a lot of different pieces of uh, communication going on there yeah were that were the headsets attached to the cbs that yeah i think apparently. they were i think yeah. they were and apparently oh. they were voice activated because you know 
he professed his love for her and it got heard everywhere. Seriously, that that yellow truck and the red truck, that whatever truck they were in, there's so many open mics going on on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I liked was when they're chasing the final tornado, the F5, and they're like, where is it? Nobody can see it, blah, blah, blah. They changed what was at that front windshield at least three times. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end, they're like, it's going to be right over that hill. And I was like, where was the fucking hill? So, yeah, there were, what, <coughs> like six tornadoes. Uh, one of the special features had they they worked hard to get all all the different sounds and the, all the different tornadoes had to look they had to look different they couldn't have the same tornado in each one. I like at the last scene so they they let the car run and it drives into the tornado. Mission not accomplished, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Well, that was one of the special features was you know we had to prove to the studio that we could do this and it, with the technology at the time that it would look great, yada, yada. And then they had that really crappy satellite at the very beginning with the horrible uh, animation to start yeah. the whole movie off. But they were selling it on you know high-end graphics or whatever. Right. Um, right. So, no, I enjoyed the part where they drove the car. Every, they jump out in the cornfield. All right, on the count of three, we're going to go, okay? One, two, three. And then they just open the doors and stand out. And then they do another countdown to jump out of the car. It gets sucked up, and Dorothy does this thing. That's great. And then they run into a barn that's just full of, like, the sharpest implements you could. Yeah. That yeah. was my kind of favorite line. Factory. Yeah. My favorite line was, like, what are these? What do these people do? Or who are these people? Yeah. It's like, and then it out, you know, when the movie's over. 600 yards away from the barn and the house, the people come out of their their bomb shelter, tornado yeah. shelter, and it's like yeah. a mom, dad, and four kids. So <laughs> yeah, something's you know something's got to be going on somewhere. Yeah, uh, maybe they're renting bigger. the barn out. You don't know. I this yeah, show. this movie was uh, basically all about trespassing. <laughs> basically, we're just like find a field and drive through it. But it's something we've always wanted to do. Everyone's wanted to do that, haven't you? And you know that that, that cornfield oh, sure. is going to be destroyed later because the tornado is going to come through. Yeah. Destroy the evidence. Yeah. Didn't they make it into a baseball field later? Nah, wrong movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Close. <laughs> that was the next town over. That was oh. in Iowa. Yeah. And would there be this many big tornadoes in one day? I really don't know the answer to that question. Again, we need our Oklahoma listeners to, to chime in on us. Yeah. Um, but since this movie was being watched to honor Bill Paxton, I did enjoy his performance. He was great. Yeah. He's he great still in had movie. he had the exact same eat shit grin at one part. I think when he said the car has liability insurance, he's got oh, that yeah. huge Bill Paxton T smile that he had an alien. Like the same yep. I mean it's like that's a very that was a very Bill Paxton smile, all teeth and just like a lot of anger behind it. Yeah, that was yeah. that was trademark. Yeah, no, he was he was great. I actually so it caused a huge fight with my wife because she hated all of my choices. But we had um, we played the who would be in the modern remake game. Yeah, twist. No, I got I got good ones for this. So my first two choices. She literally would not for for Helen Hunt. She would not talk to me for the rest of the night. My first two choices: one was Emily Blunt with the American accent. No. Oh. Okay. And Jessica Chastain. 
Jessica Chastain is a good winner for that one. Wait, That's which one's Jessica oh, Chastain? Dan would strongly disagree. Zero Wait. drive thirty. Okay, okay. Uh, no, the redhead one is Jessica Chastain. I I don't even think I know oh you. Joe, no, no. don't even play. Don't even play. Just, no, he's just... mad at me because I get her and Bryce Dallas Howard mixed up. Everyone does. They made a whole YouTube. They have the whole up. thing. I get. I can't remember who did what. Okay. Bryce Dallas Howard did Jurassic World. Um, yes. Jessica Chastain did Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, she did Lawless with uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's just uh, clarify so, here. I was criticizing Eric for asking yeah, the question. Was I was me. not asking the question. No, okay. I'm very aware of who she is. So you win this one, Joe. This one, you, you get, that one was on me. That was on me. I support Jessica Chastain. I think that's a good. That's a good um, move. I had trouble coming up with who could replace Bill Paxton. I'm not going to lie. Timothy Oliphant. Ooh, that's a good one. My best two, one was Chris Pratt, and the other one was Sam Hemsworth. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, I couldn't figure out which one. And I didn't want to, I didn't bother wanting to look it up. Now they can internet search history. I didn't want to Google Liam Hemsworth. Who'd you have, Rob? I had Scarlett Johansson and John Hamm. Oh. Hmm. John Hamm was hotly debated in my house. The consensus was he may be too old. I don't. Well, I mean, they got to be accomplished, you know, doctorate people. But see, sure. I think Bill Paxton was mad because he wasn't a doctor. That was always brought up. Like mm-hmm. Helen Hunt was the doctor, but he wasn't. Right. He was he a weatherman. Was, right. yeah. He was the weatherman. So going on to be a weatherman. But no, I could if it wouldn't be Timothy Oliphant. I could go. I could go that John. Hammer Timothy out. Oliphant is a solid pick. I think he'd be good. I didn't. I don't. I never had a good. I didn't have a good female lead that I thought it would. You know. You know why? Because it is hard to replace 1990s Helen Hunt. It I, is very hard. I forgot uh, what 1990s Helen Hunt was like. This, Mad About You, and As Good As It Gets. That's that's pretty much all you need. Yeah, I've seen As Good As It Gets for a long time. Any choices? Yeah. No, I didn't play this game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And you're taking Solid. the pass. Solid. Solid. I like that. Well done. Meaning he put in exactly as much effort on this as he did for the Christmas buying guide episode. Thank you very much. He's, he's flipping through the LL Bean catalog. And he's like, uh, I don't know, maybe something. Who should play Helen Hunt? I don't know, maybe a nice rye or a bourbon. Can we just say, like, Laura Dern, right? Because Helen Hunt and Laura Dern are probably the same person anyway. So Certainly in 1996. In 1996, yeah. right, yes. Yeah. In the modern yeah. remake, I have no idea. I don't. I have two children. I don't watch movies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's a well, solid. The, the key there is one of them is a newborn. You will watch movies again. Right, yes. See, in fact, yeah. between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., when my oldest yeah. was born, I watched a lot of TV because she never slept. So when she was little, I just put it on and I'd have to hold her to sleep. So I actually watched a lot of TV when she was born. <laughs> number two, not as much. Yeah. Ooh, number two's mobile. So now I'm hosed. Full on walking. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's good. Uh, Frank, who did you have? Did you play this game? I did. I had Emma Stone. And then, because you can't remake a 90s movie in 2017 without being some kind of corny and cheesy, so I had The Rock in it. Oh, come on. 
Well, think of the chemistry there between Emma Stone and The Rock. You should have just said Rob Schneider. Just <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I get where you're going for, but Allison Brie could actually be a good choice. She could be a good choice. That would be a good choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like. I'm still I'm still sticking with Timothy Oliphant. No, that's but the I could be sold one. on that's Emma Stone. So I could be sold on the Emma Stone for that Helen Hunt. It would take forever then to fill out the right. Who would be Carrie Elwes or Carrie well, Elwes? Oh, maybe Corey, no, you know what? Corey or Corey Yules. <laughs> Corey Yules. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? You put John Hamm in that role. There you go. Jack, I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. You have, you have John Hemby the Heavy. I like that. Yeah. So um, Anne's, Anne's list, my wife's list for, um, spoiler alert, my wife's name is Anne, uh, <laughs> for uh, the Helen Hunt. She had a really mm. good choice for Helen Hunt's character, which was uh, Aisha Tyler. Oh, there okay. you go. That would be pretty good. That'd be sassier than the Helen Hunt would be. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I put together was for the um, the like other people on the team. T.J. Miller would be the Philip Seymour Hoffman character. Um, pick anyone from The Big Bang Theory, and they would also be in it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, um, do you guys know Ben Schwartzman? He was in House of Lies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was the white, the like skinny, smaller white guy on the like consulting team with Don Cheadle. He's really funny. Uh, he would be on. He, he would be. He was on my list as well. That'd be good. Now I'm trying to figure out what um, what movie you're talking about. A death at a funeral. There's two versions. The Alan Tudyk one, the original British one, is hilarious. Oh, I'm thinking about. Uh, there's a new movie coming out. Um, like this. Yeah. Well, Dan's looking that up. We'll talk about Twister that we're still watching. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there are a lot of good characters. It, you know, a lot of a lot of different things going on. Uh, ultimate goal is this is like one day, six or seven tornadoes hitting down in in one day, um, and then uh, uh, oh yeah, so they go into the town that gets destroyed, and that's where Aunt um, Aunt Meg Aunt Meg lives. And of course, you know, they're an hour away and they get there and Aunt Meg is still trapped in the basement and no one has gone to try to rescue her. But you really wouldn't be able to drive that many vans or cars into town to go rescue Aunt Meg. So that part kind of annoyed me a little bit. The part that bothered me was them climbing into a house that has been that damaged and practically collapsing at that point. Yeah. And the only thing holding the 1996 TV to the wall is, is, the, cable. Like, is the cable. Which That's the coax. No, no, no cable in its life would be able to hold a 1996 TV. Those things were so ridiculously heavy. Yeah, but 1996 coax cable, that was, you know, that knew what it had to hold up. <coughs> if you had know. cable in 96. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking all highfalutin now. That was my and bunny you know, she, didn't have, she didn't have cable because the TV went out. Yeah, right. No cable. <laughs> bunny, bunny ears. And this is Wakita. I mean, town yeah. of three hundred and which people. Uh, according to the IMDb facts, the older part of the town was destroyed, 
um, by the movie. They came in and per- uh, purposely destroyed it, rebuilt it for them, and then they gave them a new fire truck out of it. You're ki- Frank, you're killing me. You got to read these facts and just lay them in subtly, like in conversation. <laughs> no, on, I like. Fr- I do like. I appreciate Frank's director approach with this because uh, I didn't get a chance to do any IMDb on this. I just got to watch the special features part, and uh, it didn't get into that depth. It did, did say that. You know, they found themselves a small town that where they were going to take over and like do stuff to, but it didn't get into the fact that they rebuilt it. And, and then they shot the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. There was a whole bunch. They got two uh, Boeing seven hundred seven engines to do the yep. wind and the uh, uh, the hail <clears throat> is just water laced with a little bit of milk to make it opaque. I found that to be interesting because they were making their their hail was too clear apparently for the fact checkers. That's not how hail is made. It's not water and milk. I've been Appar- seeing this whole time. Apparently not. I am very disturbed by this now. <laughs> the one thing I was I was shaking my head at is when they're at the, they're at the the hotel next to the drive through the, driving theater, and this tornado comes up out of nowhere. They all run into this tin barn structure that's a automotive shop. They go down into the um, oil bay. So they're underneath these, underneath the the, um, the car level. ramp. Yeah, they're underneath there yeah. where you would change the oil. And you're in there, and the tornado's going through and just ripping off the, the metal things. First of all, if you're in an area that has that many tornadoes, why would you build a, a structure out of tin? It's cheap. And second, why would and you run into that as cover? That's, that was the lowest point. Of shelter, you knew that but, you could get into the uh, oil changing area, and who hasn't wanted to get in one of those? Now, because I'm the other thing true. about now, the with that part, what got me was for tornado chasers and all the equipment they had, <laughs> they are completely shocked by these storms. Yeah, and I do like the it, there was definitely some Spielberg villainizing of the storm at that line because. Dusty yells, it's coming right for us, and Paxton and Classic Paxton just stands there. It's already here. Like, it's going to eat them. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a shark coming out or a T-Rex or whatever. No, it was definitely overplayed just a little bit. But, yeah, you know, right. They have all the technology in their trucks, but they're not paying attention to any of it. They are constantly surprised by these the, Yeah, it's which always something I that's, get that's the I point. I also thought that it was gonna, there was going to be, like, they kind of set up at the beginning when some of the – their technology wasn't working. I was like, "Oh, that's going to be a thing where, like, at a crucial moment, their radar is going to go down or something." But nope, nope. And then there was the one woman on the team that kept walking around, and she had the dual headset, and like, she was their radio person throughout the whole movie. And I don't think she ever took the headsets off and never left a walkie-talkie. Yet she's not getting any of the alerts from anywhere. Right. I mean. She she was I even. I straight up forgot she was on the team until the very end of the movie, and I was like, "Oh wait, there was another woman on the team." There yeah. was a lot of people that they really didn't tell you what they did, why they were there, other than to drive a beat up car in line or yeah. Stuff. The guy in the station wagon, not quite sure what he did or what his name even was. True. So. There was Rabbit and a couple other. People. Yeah, I don't remember all their names. Oh. Rabbit was the well, GPS, was the and he had a driver. Guy. Yeah, Rabbit was the map guy. And he had a driver. So there's two. 
Preacher to. wasn't Preacher one of their names? He was he was the guy in the station wagon. Yeah, I'm not sure what he what point he had. The guy Joey, they didn't get into him too much. There's there's a whole nother plot way you could have gone. That could have made a sequel. Where's the team now? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, My guess is that Jamie Gertz's character and Philip Seymour Hoffman's character would be married the way he was all over her. Oh yeah. I really. You say like that. Animal, uh, you say that, Frank. But I really thought that that was like how the movie kind of ended. Like that was one of the the subplots. I. I honestly thought that was a thing. I couldn't remember that part till it ended that they did that they did not get together. Um, well, one thing I forgot to mention earlier: gotta love the Pepsi sponsorship of this one. Yeah, oh, that was all over the place. Yeah, I mean it was it was hard to miss. You know, it's yeah. Once 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 they find out they got to make wings or helicopter rotors for all the little Dorothy sensors. Yeah, all they have are Pepsi cans. Nothing else at all is in that. Not one Bud can is in that bag. <laughs> like hundreds of Pepsi cans, and in in Diet Mountain Dew, I remember seeing those. So, um, but all in all, I enjoyed the flick. Uh, before we get too far, and we're gonna probably have to wrap it up here in just a little bit. Uh, after our last movie review, uh, we did get a couple viewer comments about how we didn't talk about emergency preparedness based on things from the movie. Uh, so to get to that, tornado, get to your shelter, make sure it's not 600 yards from your house, and um, watch the news. So there, we, really, we've covered I would, it. I would say yeah. practice practice that before. Yeah. If you live in a tornado area, practice your execution of getting to that shelter particularly if like in this movie your shelter is somewhere between <laughs> one and four miles from your house uh that would be a good thing to practice yeah so the best thing is now just this previous week the our, our dc metro area there was three possible tornado touchdowns and we did have a tornado warning for about 20 minutes the way i found out about it was my neighbor texted me saying, hey, disaster dad's question, where do we go for a tornado? Now, suburban Virginia, <laughs> Oklahoma. what you're going to do is head downstairs to a room with no windows, the lowest point in your house. But it, I found it ironic that we we're going to talk about this movie and my neighbor texted me with that question. Um, and then we do have three possible touchdowns in our area. So, yeah, it was almost it, it was pretty telling that we really should have. Got up on this movie, so I'm glad we did. Yeah, and you know, if you're at work and you get a tornado warning, get away from windows, go into an interior room, a copy room, something like that. Yep. Yeah, don't use the uh, run-hide-fight method when it comes to tornado. That's not going to work out well. <laughs> the the run-hide you can do. works out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so. like how after all the Rob Schneider jokes, Frank takes the uh, copy room to go to. Gonna sit out this tornado. No. So uh so, so I had to make sure that we got that that looped in because you know there was a uh a uh uh lengthy viewer commentary after the last one, so trying to well, make good. sure we hey, We're so, learning. We're learning. We're we're doing everything, and 
we get to pick the movies and we get to talk about movies. If you have movies you want us to watch, hit us up. We'll check it out and we'll comment on it for you. So, um, did we miss anything in the the review of this other than the giant gas truck that explodes that was pretty random as well? I was unsatisfied with the level number of explosions in this movie, but that's my only comment on that. Yeah. There was only there was what I counted two explosions and yeah. three mm-hmm. casualties. Yeah, and, no and more than that, that because the whole the whole uh, corporate team got eaten by the tornado. No, no, no just the lead, one no, car. No, nope, just the lead car. Yeah, are we just, sure about that? Yep. Yeah, Corey, yeah. just Corey Yules and his driver. Uh, the yes, bike he, told, he told him. <laughs> He told him to hang back as he went, as he went in. Yeah. Right. Right. So it was just him. Um, the, in the special feature again, that I, the only thing that other thing I watched, they said they blew up a tanker truck uh, three times or two times to get the uh, the explosion just right, and they tried to get him to do it a third just because he likes explosions. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a good job to have. Yeah. Right. Out of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like somebody from the Mythbusters was their uh, pyro guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all in all, the dads enjoyed the. Uh, uh, well, yeah. How many grommets would you give it, uh, uh, Dan, as Mr. Grommet? What, how many grommets would you give this out of five? I don't know. It was a little long. It was a little. It was a little unclear on what the. Narr- I would say maybe two and a half to three out of five. Oh. Frank? I'd go with about three, maybe three and a half, uh, partially because of the length um, and the lack of explosions. I thought there should have been more explosions. <laughs> All right, Rob? Very valid. I'm, go- I'm going a solid three. Okay. Joe? Uh, I got to go four. I think part of that is the mythology surrounding my first viewing of this at the drive-in. And I feel like this is the kind of movie I could watch it anytime it's on and never get sick of it. Yeah. It's long. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely the pitfalls that we talked about, but I literally could watch this movie a couple times a year without any problems. So I give it four grommets. Yeah. Honestly, now, if we're mentioning mythology, I'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this story back in college when this movie came out. Uh, I don't remember if we were watching this movie or if this movie was the physical VHS tape, but a friend of mine, and I told him I wouldn't mention his name, so we'll just call him Frank. He had said something to <laughs> one of the girls in the room, and she turned around and smacked him clean in the forehead with a VHS tape. And I couldn't remember if we were actually going to watch Twister or if he got hit with the movie Twister. But either way, anytime I see this movie, hear about this movie, that's all I think of is him getting clocked in the head with a VHS tape. So he was the fourth casualty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm with Joe. I gave it about four grommets because anytime this was on, either if it's on CMT or whatever, I'd watch it. But now that I own it, I'm going to watch it all the time. So, no, it's, it's you know, it, so it still holds up. It's still fun. It's a good one to watch, so. Anyways, uh, there you have it. You've heard the Disaster Dad review of Twister, 1996 epic wind-based drama. And um, I hope that you all go out and will watch it next time it's on the Country Music Channel. And or uh, 
anytime that you can rent it off of your favorite uh, streaming uh, platform. Speaking of streaming platforms, if you are listening to us via iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever it may be, give us a rating. Visit us uh, at DisasterDads.com. Leave a comment. Follow us at DisasterDads on Twitter and at DisasterDads on the Facebooks. And let us know what other movies you'd like us to uh, give these very detailed and epic reviews on. So with that, we panic so you don't have to. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Oh, really? Oh, wow. See, Helen Hunt holds up, though. Yeah. Uh, Until you zoom in. But... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She could be saying that about you. Yeah, but that's what everyone's going to say about us. Just found oh, you looked really good until 4K came about. Just found I know that, our uh... fold open. <laughs> <laughs>